Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who feel we have a lot to learn about ADHD, and that includes me. My name is Danae Cannon, and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the Crash Course. We're in this together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, we're going to talk about executive functioning skills. It's likely that you've heard this term used before, especially in relation to ADHD. And so what are they? What are executive functioning skills? These are a collection of skills that are basically your get it done skills. They're skills that are going to move you towards your goals skills that help you envision your goal, plan your goal, break down steps to move toward your goal, skills that help you sustain your energy and your attention and your focus in order to move towards your goals, skills that help you think about your goals. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that you can have problems with executive functioning skills and not have ADHD. But if you have ADHD, you're going to struggle with at least some of these skills. And I think this is where a lot of the misunderstandings come about ADHD is that people understandably because of the name, are really looking at attention and hyperactivity. And of course, those are huge factors with ADHD. But for many people, especially as they get older, older children, definitely adults, the real gaps and the real struggles that they have functionally have to do with these skills. When you're younger, your parents are these skills for you. Let's say you're in second grade and you need to leave for the bus at eight o'clock. Your parents aren't going to say, hey, you need to make sure you're ready to walk out the door at eight o'clock. Bus comes at eight. Good night. That's not going to happen. As the parent, you're going to break down all the steps. You're going to do the planning and the prioritizing time management to figure out what this child needs to do to be able to walk out the door at eight o'clock. And this can be really difficult for people with ADHD. And it can appear like someone with ADHD is suddenly struggling with these skills when in fact, the demand of these skills just increased in their lives. So if you have a young child who's been doing fine and they've moved up in a grade and the expectation is that they're going to be a lot more independent, that they're going to be planning projects and staying organized and breaking down steps and doing a lot of these skills that we're about to talk about, it looks like they suddenly have executive function issues when they've actually always had the issues, they've just had the support. Or it may not be evident until a child in elementary school moves to middle school, a really big leap for independence. Or for others, it may not be evident until a middle schooler moves to high school or a high schooler moves to college or an adult gets their first real job and has to break down their projects and their plans and communicate with a team. Uh, For a lot of women that I work with, these struggles became really apparent when they had children and they were suddenly the executive functioning manager for another human being as well as themselves. And it's too much. It just is too much gap to bridge when you're doing that for yourself and someone else when it's already a weak area. So I wanted to mention just a couple more broad things about executive functioning skills before I go into the specific skills. Having deficits in these skills has nothing to do with intelligence. You can have an exceptionally high IQ and have executive functioning skill deficits. When someone struggles in this area, it can be misinterpreted as laziness or indifference, but struggles in this area are very real. They're not moral failures. They are skill deficits. And the cool thing to remember is that since these are skills, we can very often strengthen them or at least strengthen some of them. It takes practice like it does for any other skill that you improve on. So let's get into the specific skills and talk about executive functioning skills, what they are, what they look like. I've grouped these in a way that makes sense to my brain. I've grouped these into three different categories, how we plan, 
how we regulate, and how we think. So the first one, how we plan. Here are four skills that have to do with how we plan that are executive functioning skills. Sequencing, prioritizing, organizing, and time management. So the first one, sequencing, we're breaking down the steps of a task in order. And so if your child has to write a research paper, figuring out what comes first. Well, I guess I need to pick my topic. And then second, I need to do some research. And third, I need to write my outline. Breaking down this nebulous, open-ended task into sequential steps is essentially sequencing. Prioritizing. This one's tricky, deciding what's the most urgent and important task. A lot of times for people with ADHD, everything feels urgent. This is why I encourage my clients to do a brain dump. Just dump out everything that they're responsible for on their mind, weighing on them, dump it all in one place. And then from that list, try to figure out what's urgent. Next is organization. Organization is basically having a system for keeping track of things. Now maybe that's physical things or conceptual things. Maybe that's time and schedule things. The last one for how we plan is our time management. And I've done a previous episode about time and our time sense. This is judging time and using it effectively. So time management isn't just our time sense, although that's a part of it, it's leaning on other skills as well. Like take the example of trying to get out the door at a certain time. You need to be able to sequence in your mind and think, well, what's my normal routine? What order does it go in? And you need to be able to prioritize how you're going to spend your time in order to get out the door. Judge, of course, how much time each thing in the sequence takes you. You're going to have to move backwards knowing you want to get out the door at a certain time to enable you to do that. So something like time management is a pretty complicated executive functioning skill. It's using several at the same time. And several of our skills we're going to talk about today are like that. They may be classified as their own thing, but they're actually leaning on other skills. Our next group of executive functioning skills are how we regulate. Skills included in here are emotional and attentional regulation, response inhibition, also known as impulse control, and task initiation. I've put in this category for reasons I'll tell you in a second. So with attention regulation, this is not just a lack of attention. It's a regulation problem. And so it's not just I don't have attention across the board. It's that I can't rely on my attention. I have a hard time shifting my attention. Sometimes I can attend to something exceptionally well, but I can't always count on that. That is attention regulation. Now, emotional regulation actually used to be one of the diagnostic criteria. I think it was back in the 70s for ADHD. It no longer is. But people very often have difficulties with emotional regulation with ADHD. And that's your ability to experience really intense emotions and work through them without being carried away with them. And I want to point out here that just because you don't see that someone's dysregulated emotionally does not mean that they're regulating well. There is a myriad of coping strategies that people use to deal with this dysregulation emotionally. And these become secondary problems, things like addictions, things like disordered eating, various kind of coping strategies. And they very often have this underpinning of problems with emotional regulation. Response inhibition or impulse control. I've done an episode specifically on impulse control. Impulse control or response inhibition is more about stretching out the pause that you have between the impulse and your action. Our focus is not on having less impulses because that portion is out of our control. Our focus is more on stretching the pause and working on how we're interpreting and thinking about the impulses. So if you want to dive deeper on that one, I have that episode on impulse control as an earlier episode. Now the last one in this category is task initiation. 
And why did I put it in with regulation? Because one thing I've noticed in the people that I work with in my own life is that often starting a task, self-activating, gets blocked more because of other regulation issues. Maybe we experience overwhelm and we're not able to get started because it's just a daunting task or a boring task. And just being able to regulate and tolerate those emotions and move forward is tricky. Also attention regulation here with a task initiation, being able to sustain our attention to move us through those initial steps is often a real challenge. So I put it here in the how we regulate section. The third category is how we think. And there are three skills that I'm going to talk about here, metacognition, cognitive flexibility, and working memory. Metacognition is thinking about our thinking. It's this awareness of how we think, this awareness of our internal experience. An example of metacognition in my life is judging that working memory is an issue for me and being realistic and aware about that as I move about a task. Another example of metacognition is recognizing what you've learned and what you understand. I think all of us have had the experience where you've sat and read the same thing multiple times, or maybe you've read something and you've had very little understanding or retention. Metacognition lets you realize that, yeah, I sat there with that book for an hour, but I've got nothing. I did not get anything out of that experience. And that is this advanced level of thinking, thinking about our thinking. The next one's cognitive flexibility. This one's a toughie. Cognitive flexibility is our ability to adjust and see things from more than one point of view or to adjust our thinking in response to the demand of an environment. What does this look like functionally? Uh, rolling with Murphy's Law. If something can go wrong, it's gonna go wrong, so can I adjust? We had plans to go hiking, it's raining. Can I switch gears in not melt down and choose something else to do. It lets us view things from other people's perspective. It helps us stay creative and problem solve. The third one is working memory. This is holding information in our minds in order to complete a task. This is a short, the shortest memory. So if you've ever been preparing something with a box mix and you have to keep taking the box out of the garbage because you forget the steps, then you might be my people. So far, I've talked about executive functioning skills. I've defined them, I've talked about the concepts, but if you're like me, you're probably wondering, so what? If this is a hard area for you, you may want to know, what am I supposed to do with this information? A lot of the work that I do with my clients is supporting these skills and helping my clients develop these skills and compensate for areas that these skills are not strong. But if you don't have a coach and you're not working with someone, what can you do? And so I'm going to go through each of these categories and pick one of the skills and tell you what it might look like to work with that executive functioning skill. Okay, for how we plan, let's look at prioritizing because that tends to be tricky for a lot of us. So if you're trying to prioritize your day, where do you start? I usually start with a brain dump, getting everything out of my head into one place, one master list. And then once we have that list, we can go through and decide, hmm, what has urgency? What is time specific? What is really important in this list? And where a lot of us struggle in this prioritization is that everything feels important. Everything feels urgent. So we can't go by the feel. We've got to think ahead a few steps and think, hmm, if this doesn't get done, what is that going to look like? Another factor that's pretty relevant here is judging our time. It's hard to prioritize when you don't know how much time each thing is taking and how much time you have. So another piece of working on this prioritizing would be deciding what's the priority and deciding how long those things are going to take you because it's really, really common for us to misjudge our time and, and add too many options to our day and have this feeling of scrambling without recognizing too many things made it onto our priority list for that day. 
Okay, for the second category, how we regulate, let's pick the executive functioning skill of task initiation. So if I'm struggling here, what can I do about that? First off, I'm going to notice and acknowledge, I don't feel like doing this thing. I don't feel like starting it. So if I'm noticing there might be a couple reasons that it's hard for me to get started, maybe I'm feeling overwhelmed. If that's the case, I'm going to use a different set of strategies to help calm myself down, help break down this task step by step. And so I am not looking at this whole picture of what I'm doing, instead looking at one really doable step. Or maybe I just don't like the task. I'm just avoiding it because it's a dreaded, boring, not fun task. And so I'll use a different strategy here. I'll use my knowledge about what helps increase motivation. I know that some really common ways to increase motivation for my kind of brain is either adding some intensity or some interest. So if I can add some fun, play my favorite music, make it a competition, if I can add some intensity by texting my best friend and say, hey, I need to get this thing started, text you when I finished it. If I use one of those little hacks for increasing my motivation, I might be able to help myself get going on that first step. But maybe I'm having a hard time getting going on that first step because I haven't been able to break down the steps. And that's another reason why task initiation can be tricky for us sometimes. And so if that's why I'm struggling with this, I'm going to think about that end product, whatever it is I'm needing to get done. And I'm going to go backwards from there to figure out what my most reasonable first step is going to be. So you can see that there's no cookbook here. There's no real, this is the strategy that works for ADHD with this executive functioning skill. Because even if you're having a problem with the skill, there are many reasons that could be underlying that and really understanding yourself, understanding your brain and breaking down where the breakdown is, is really helpful in coming up with the next strategy to use for any executive functioning skills you're working on. Okay, our final category is how we think. And the executive functioning skill that I'm going to tackle here is working memory. Now, there are some skills that you're going to improve in and there's some skills that you're going to improve by compensating for the skill. On a whole, I would say working memory is a skill that we just compensate for. So I can tell you for me, compensating for this executive functioning skill is twofold. Number one, it's that pretty much everything in my life gets written down. And number two, I have habits and systems for checking the things that are written down because otherwise I'm going to grab an envelope while I'm talking to somebody and jot a really important note and I'll have no idea where that is. Or I'm going to make this grocery list, polling everybody in my family, planning out the meals and I'll forget the list. So for me, having not just the knowledge, the understanding that I've got to write all this down, but also habits about how I check that, how I reference it, where it gets written down is really important for me. Do things still fall through the cracks? Absolutely. Do I find things like check the rag blue in my planner and wonder what on earth I meant by that? Sure, it happens. Seriously, I still have no idea what that meant. So flawless? No. Functional? Definitely. And that's my goal. So that brings us to the end of this episode on executive functioning skills. I know that this was a lot of material to cover and because of time, we couldn't get nearly as in depth as the subject warrants, but hopefully this overview can be a foundation for you for the subject because it is a complicated one and it is one that comes up an awful lot when it comes to managing life with ADHD. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast, like it, write a review, any of these things, all of these things will help me to be able to continue to produce it. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, please reach out to me. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as the ADHD Clarity Coach or my website, theadhdclaritycoach.com. I would love to hear from you. 